What is going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Tyler Anderson signing with the Angels. We're going to break it all down, tell you what it means for the Dodgers. But first, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel, you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, I'm with your takes down below in the comments section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of the day. What is your reaction to Tyler Anderson signing with the Angels? Should the Dodgers have matched that contract? Should they have tried to bring him back on a multi-year deal? I'm with your takes down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com. Fire up the signing siren. We've got some breaking news. All-star left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson has declined the Dodgers' one-year $19.65 million qualifying offer and is instead signing a multi-year deal with the Angels. It was first reported by the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal, who tweeted out, Angels signing Tyler Anderson, sources tells the Athletic. And then after that, Jeff Passan tweeted out, Tyler Anderson's deal is for three years and expected to be in the $39 million range, sources tell ESPN. He turned down the one-year $19.65 million deal with the Dodgers to join Los Angeles. Angels will lose their second-round pick, while Dodgers get a pick after the fourth round. So first and foremost, hell must be freezing over right now because the Angels have signed a pitcher to a multi-year contract. It's the first time they've done that in 10 years. The first time they did it since they signed Joe Blanton over a decade ago. So that definitely tells you that the Angels, they're trying to compete. They're trying to show Shohei Otani and Mike Trout that they can spend on something other than fancy shiny position players. And if you look at the Angels rotation, it is impressive. You got Shohei Otani, Tyler Anderson, Reed Detmers, Jose Suarez, Patrick Sandoval. So look, In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. they definitely have an opportunity to put together one of the better rotations in the league. And while on paper it does look promising, Tyler Anderson doesn't come with Mark Pryor and the Dodgers pitching coaching and that Dodgers magic, that Dodger dust that helped Tyler Anderson make his first all-star team, have his best year of his career. And if you look at his numbers last season, he was terrific. He had a 2.57 ERA. He went 178 in two-thirds innings, led the Dodgers in innings pitch last season, had a 19 19.5 strikeout rate, a 4.8 walk rate, had a 40.1 ground ball rate, and when it came to limiting hard contact, Tyler, the outs creator, was elite. He ranked in the 98th percentile in all of Major League Baseball for pitchers in average exit velocity, opponent's hard hit rate. He was in the 95th percentile in opponent's chase rate on pitches off the plate, so he was able to get that chase. He was able to miss barrels and limit hard contact, and one of the reasons for that 
that was he changed his grip on that changeup. You saw much more vertical movement. It induced soft contact. But I will say, when you look at his numbers last season, there are some that do point to some inevitable regression for T.A. moving forward. If you look at his BABIP, it was at 256. That was the ninth lowest among qualified pitchers. A 411 expected FIP, a 404 Sierra. That was 33rd out of 45 qualified pitchers. So, yeah, if you see the disparity in some of those numbers and you consider the fact that you are going to have a restriction on the shift next season and how much Tyler Anderson put the ball in play and pitched to contact, I definitely think you'll see those numbers normalize closer to his career averages. But even if they do that, he has a career 109 ERA plus. So as long as he's solid at three years and $39 million, when you consider the needs that the Angels have as far as their rotation, I definitely think this still will turn out to be a pretty solid signing. And then also, if he does put together another really nice year where he has a sub three ERA, you could say that this could be a steal of a contract. But if you're the Dodgers right now, you're probably saying to yourself, hey, we'll pick up another Tyler Anderson. We'll find another guy that wants to join the Dodgers and we'll make him wealthy in a year. We'll sign him to an $8 million deal and we'll find the next Tyler Anderson. The Dodgers are probably thinking to themselves, well, a lot of the success that he had was due to our elite pitching coaching and development, everything that Mark Pryor and Connor McGinnis bring to the table. And then also they're probably saying to themselves at three years, $39 million, maybe they'll use that money for another starting pitcher out there. Maybe they will bring in a Justin Verlander or a Kodai Senga or a Carlos Rodon. Who knows? Maybe they will try to get Jacob DeGrom in Dodger blue. I think the Dodgers definitely have something up their sleeve because if you look at their rotation right now, they just re-signed Clayton Kershaw, although it hasn't been made official by the team, but he is going to be back in Dodger blue. You have Julio Urias. The Urias, of course, will help front that rotation. And then after that, there's a lot of questions. Tony Gonsolin's health. Dustin May, will he get back to that trajectory where he's going to be a future frontline starter? Because he has had some serious command issues. He's dealt with injuries. And then you have the young talent that still is emerging. Ryan Pepio, he had a cup of coffee last season, but he had serious command issues at times. He doesn't look like he's going to project as a dependable one, two, or three in your rotation moving forward, at least as of yet. And then, of course, you have Bobby Miller, the Dodgers' top pitching prospect who throws triple-digit heat. He's filthy. They're going to give him an opportunity next season. And then there's Gavin Stone, a guy they're very high on, has that changeup, has that athleticism, has that fastball that has increased in velocity over the years. And then, of course, you got the Michael Grove types. you got the Andre Jackson's types who they'll probably give them some opportunities. They could possibly look to deal them. I think you'll see Michael Grove get some starts next season depending on who they pick up this offseason. And then I don't think they're going to make a strong push to bring Andrew Heaney back, but a lot of people anticipated that they would bring back Tyler Anderson. And Juan Toribio, he tweeted out that the Dodgers weren't willing to go three years on Tyler Anderson. So maybe they were willing to give him a two-year deal, but not a three-year deal. So that tells me that the Dodgers are still going to be active when it comes to acquiring starting pitching. You guys know my big white Buffalo. That is Corbin Burns. I was the first to push for a Corbin Burns trade. I hope they try to get that done. Even a Woodruff trade, even possibly looking at a Pablo Lopez out there. But I definitely think the Dodgers need to fortify this rotation. I think as it stands right now, they have a really nice rotation, but not an elite rotation. I think they have a rotation that can stack up a lot of wins in the regular season, but not one that has a lot of proven arms right now that will play up in October in the 
postseason. I still think they need another guy, and I think that it's going to be very interesting to see how things go with the Dodgers and Justin Verlander because when you look at the years, it definitely makes some sense. Look, $39 million for three years of Tyler Anderson, that's one year for a potential Justin Verlander contract. And maybe you attach another year or a third year. So that's definitely going to be the name to monitor moving forward. And I do think there are some buyer bewares when it comes to TA. He doesn't have a long track record of success. So I see his future. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba going a few different ways. I see him possibly being a solid signing by the Angels where he makes anywhere in between 80 to 100 starts. He's close to his career averages at a 109 ERA plus. He's really figured things out with that changeup and how to be effective and he's also taken the things he's learned in his time with the Dodgers and he's implemented that into his game moving forward. And then there's option B where he picks up where he left off last season where he's as a sub 3 ERA. He's helping the Angels as one of their better starters. He's got that dog. He's got that grit. He pitches well for them, and he helps them try to keep Shohei Otani and keep Mike Trout happy, and maybe they are starting to build something in Anaheim. But I definitely think that he is due for some regression. I think that is what the Dodgers were looking at, and they weren't willing to go that third year. And I also think the Dodgers are involved with other pitchers around the league. Some of these free agents that we've already talked about, maybe some names have emerged as trade candidates, but I definitely think the Dodgers have something up their sleeve. They're not going to go into next year without picking up another starter or two. They're not going to just heavily rely on their young starters to emerge and be able to get the job done because they had high hopes for Ryan Pepio last season, and he wasn't able to be the guy that they hoped he would be. So I definitely think the Dodgers will be active when it comes to pursuing starting pitching, and it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. But yeah, the Dodgers, they definitely lost a good one in Tyler Anderson. I was hoping that they would bring him back. And for me, his value does go down when he's not in a Dodgers uniform, when he doesn't have the advantage of everything the Dodgers pitching, coaching staff, and Mark Pryor and company bring to the table. So that lessens his value for me. So I think that he would have provided value on the Dodgers at three years and $39 million with the Angels, considering their track record and their history. I think that is an if, but still the Dodgers move on. They'll continue to pursue other targets. And I think they were fine letting him sign with the Angels at that price. Because, look, that price, the Dodgers could have easily matched it. He could be in Dodger blue, but clearly they're going in a different direction. But let me know down below in the comments section. What are your thoughts? What's your reaction to Tyler Anderson signing with the Angels? Do you think the Dodgers will regret not bringing back Tyler Anderson? Let me know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see is post even more Dodgers content. You really want to help the channel? Smash that like button. And as always, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.
stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 